Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Bread of Life, our Bible study. Um, I'm Pastor Mary Mallory. We'd like to welcome those that are on our Facebook page uh, and those that are on our YouTube channel, and as well as um, greet those that are on our conference line on tonight. And so we're going to get started. Um, as you can see, those of you who are on uh, social media, you can see um, our title for this evening, uh, which is A Clear Call to Separation, Part 2. We started on last week, and we only got partial prophetess flow, <laughs> so we're going to finish it on tonight. So let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you on tonight. We bless and exalt your name. We give you glory, honor, and praise for everything you are to us, Lord God. We thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity and privilege to come together on tonight to study your word. Lord God, we just invite your presence. We um, look for and we are in an expectation of the manifestation, Lord God, of you on on this line tonight and in this teaching, Lord God. We pray, oh God, that we all will be re receptive, oh God, and our hearts will be open to, to the word of God. Lord, we thank you that we are a people, as was prayed earlier uh, this morning on our prayer line, that we desire, we hunger and thirst for the truth of your word. Let your truth go forth on this evening, Lord God, we certainly crucify any flesh, Lord God, any flesh that would try to be glorified, that would try um, to um, raise up on tonight. Lord God, we crucify with the blood of Jesus Christ. Let God be lifted up. Amen. Let you be lifted up on this line and Lord on tonight. And you said that you would draw all men unto you. We thank you, oh God, for deliverance. We thank you for those being set free. We thank you for those, a uh, God that will be saved on tonight. We thank you for those that will be encouraged and built up in their spirit, man, on tonight. We thank you, oh God, for some of us, oh God, that you are just enlightening us. And Lord, those things that we have learned that are contrary to your word, that were idea, ideas of men, oh God, or principles established through um, religion, oh God, and and and, 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 and and the institution, oh God, of, of, of Christianity, Lord God, that we would just, just hear the truth, oh God, that the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth of your word, that the eyes of our understanding on tonight, Lord God, may be enlightened. Father, we can do nothing without you. We pray for a refilling of Holy Spirit on tonight. Holy Spirit, use us for the glory and honor of our God, our Lord and Savior, Lord, and may your kingdom be blessed. Lord, have your way. We thank you on tonight, Lord, for healing sick bodies, oh God, those that are dealing with infirmities, whether it be physical, mental, oh God. Lord, we pray, oh God, for a, a wholeness, a complete healing, wholeness in their bodies on tonight. We thank you that you are the, a God of miracles. You are a God of impossibilities, Lord. Help us to remember that, Lord God. Help us to embrace it. Help us to believe it, Lord. We ask it now in the name of Jesus and the saints of God say amen, amen, and amen. So again, on tonight, we're going into the second part of our lesson, a Clear Call to Separation, Part 2. On last week, um, Prophetess Flo and anybody else, I don't know who else is on the line, but as they come on the line on last week, we um, we began to talk about <clears throat> several things. Amen. Um, we asked the question, when you think of the word separation, what comes to mind? And, and I know you shared, Prophetess, um, your thoughts on it. And then we also asked what comes to mind when you think of the same word when applied to the Christian life. And we had, we've got, we got responses as well concerning that. And so tonight I want to, um, just go back and review very briefly of the meaning of separation. And I say that because when we, when we hear the word separation, Sometimes we, we think that we, we're, we're in this world, but we have to isolate ourselves from the world and, um, those that are unsaved. We, we kind of get a warped, um, uh, preconception of what separation biblically means. Amen. And so that's why we wanted to take the time to go through scripture and to go over what separation really is. Amen. Biblically. And to um, reinforce the prophetess flow with scripture. And so the real meaning, we said the true meaning of 
a separation, amen, would come from, first of all, first uh, Corinthians 5 and 10. I'm not going to go to that because we went over it last week. But what do we mean by separation? And we said, does it mean that a believer should have um, should have no contact with unbelievers? We know that that is not so. Even though years ago there was that thought that we, you know, we had to be separate. We had we couldn't go to certain places, go to certain um, restaurants, go to certain um, inst- uh, um, institutions uh, like bowling and and movies, things of that nature. We we felt that we had to. To separate ourselves. We couldn't be apart at all um, uh, in terms of uh, the world and um, those who were not a part of the kingdom of God. But we found out on last week, according to 1 Corinthians 5 and 10, uh, that the meaning of separation, uh, first of all, I guess I'll go to Matthew 5, 13. You don't have to turn there, but Matthew 5, 13 through 16 and John 17, we found out that it's not isolation. Amen. So it's not being isolated. And we know um, that according to uh, John 17, amen, it says here in, in, in Jesus prayer, he says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Amen. So the kind of separation that the Lord Jesus Christ expects from us is this that we live in the world among the people yet living in such a way that we are not of this world. We are not following the patterns. That's the important part. We are not following the patterns. Amen. Uh, and the practices of those unbelievers who are around us. Amen. We're not following those patterns. The second thing that we talked about last week, I don't think we got here actually prophetess flow. I think we stopped it. <laughs> um, not isolated. Um, amen. Good evening, brother Charles. I think that's where we left off. So tonight let's begin with not imitating and let's go to Luke. Come on and get your Bibles. Go to Luke, take some notes so you can go back and, and look them over again, but go to Luke, please fly over there to Luke. Now I'm going to be looking over here. I'll bring it up for some of us. Luke, and it's going to be Luke. Chapter seven and 36. So chapter seven and verse 36. Go there, please. In Luke, and I'm going to try to bring it up. I'm going to go a little slow so we can look at the uh, scriptures. Amen. All right. So I'll be going back and forth. And so in Luke chapter seven, verse 36, it says, and one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the uh, Pharisee's house and he sat down to meet. So here is Jesus, right? The son of God. He is intermingling with the unsaved. He's sitting down and he's breaking bread with the unsaved. Amen. Let's go to Mark six, go over there to Mark six and 31, go to Mark six and 31. And I'm going to be flipping quick on the, on the screen, but write them down. If you don't get them six and 31. And it says there, it says, therefore, take no thought saying, what should we eat or drink? Amen. Mark, what did I have the one? Mark 6 and 31. Am I in 6 and 31? Yeah. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Amen. Or what shall we drink? Or where shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father that knoweth what ye have need of. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. I'm just looking at this. I don't think this is the scripture that I'm looking for, but it does say Mark 6 and 31. Amen. But it's not what I'm looking for. Let's go to Matthew 11. I don't know. Matthew 11. Let's flip over there. Wait a minute. You said 6 and 31? Mark 6 and 31. But now I'm going to Matthew 11. Go ahead. You said unto them, come yourselves apart into a desert place. Mark six and 31. I'm I'm just going to go. I don't, that scripture is not right. I want to go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew 11. I I looked these scriptures over, but that's not what I'm looking for. Matthew 11, 16 through 19. Let's go there. Matthew 11, 16 through 19. 
Amen. And it says here in Matthew eleven sixteen through 19, but whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, we have pipped <laughs> or piped unto you <laughs> and ye shall not dance. We have mourned unto you and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he have a devil. Verse 19, the son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a man gluttonous and a wine bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. So again, we see Jesus interacting with those that are not saved. Those, um, the, the, those that we would call worldly. Amen. He's interacting with them, but here's the key. His efforts were not to copy their lifestyle. Although he was interacting with them, it wasn't his mindset to copy their lifestyle, to become like them. What he wanted to do, he wanted to win them. Amen. He wanted to win them for Christ. He loved them and Jesus sought to save them. Amen. So we're in the world as Jesus was, you know, he, he was eating, with, you know, we see it here interacting, but in him interacting again, it wasn't his desire to become like them, but what he was, what his desire was, was to, um, to save them. Right. So he was separated from the sinners yet. He interacted with them. So go to, let's look at Hebrews seven and 26 before I move on. Let's go to Hebrews seven and 26. Flip over there, please. Hebrews seven and 26. Man, and on the screen, they'll see it. I'm moving quick. Amen. Hebrews 7 and 26. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. And so in uh, Hebrews 7 and 26, it says, For such an high priest became us who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Amen. So here, uh, again, we see Jesus. We know who he is. We, we know he's the son of God. Amen. We know that he came to save the lost. How can you say, okay, think about it. How can you save the lost if you don't interact with the lost? Right. It's almost like a, <laughs> so what, what, did you want to say something Flo? You can. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. If we if we isolate ourselves from the loss, how in the world are we going to to present Jesus to them? How can we share the gospel? So we have to be in the world, but we're not to just take on and we're not to imitate them. We're not to act like them. We're not to embrace uh, their principles, anything that is contrary um, uh, or it, it, it goes against the word of God, the principles of God. We're not to embrace that. Amen. But we can share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we see here that Jesus interacted. He interacted. Look at, um, let's go to Daniel. Go over to Daniel, the old Testament. Let's go over to Daniel, please. Amen. Amen. I want to do the scriptures on tonight. Write them down. Look at them. Daniel. And I'm going to Daniel uh, chapter one, amen. And verses six through eight. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So in Daniel chapter one, verses six and eight, it says now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Asariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Beltezahar, let me say it again, Beltezahar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Michelle of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. Amen. So what's going on here? 
in this, in the old Testament here, Daniel and his friends, as we know, if you know the story, they did not oppose, uh, at the name changing by the Babylonian King, but they took a stand when they were challenged to compromise their faith and their food. Amen. So they didn't care that in this instance, that their names were changed. But when, 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 uh, challenged to, to compromise the principles of their fasting, good evening, Tracy um, Williams, God bless you to, to compromise in those areas. We know it says that this is the kind of separation a Christian has to practice in the world. They would not bow. They said, listen, we're watch. We're going to eat this and you didn't see what happens. Amen. You can do our name. You can do all of that, but against the word of God and the principles of God, those things that we, that we, that we, 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 we practice and we're, we're dear to and followers of, we're not going to compromise and see these are like, I was talking last week. A lot of times they don't take us seriously as Christians because why we compromise, we compromise. Amen. And so go down to eight. Go down to eight. It says here, Daniel's one and eight. It says, but Daniel, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not what defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine, which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the units that he might not defile himself. Amen. How many times do we give in and do we bow down? Glory to God. We have been called out. We, he says, come out from amongst them. I always say you can't tell the difference now from the world and those that are supposed to be holy. You, we cannot tell it. We look like it. We dress like them. Amen. Uh, we, t- we take on principles we do things that are more of the world rather than what God, the standards. Oh my God. I thank you, Jesus. Rather than the standards and the principles that we are to be upholding because we are in the kingdom of God. Now we have transferred over from the kingdom of darkness, the way of the world into the kingdom of light. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see here again, uh, that, that this is the kind of separation a Christian has to practice in this world. We must glory to God. We must, we must glory to God. Hallelujah. Take a definite stand when it affects our faith. And we said, when we do that, be prepared because there could be backlash. There could be attack. Hallelujah. But who, whose side used to be a song we used to sing. Whose side are you leaning on? (laughs) Remember that song? Whose side are you leaning on? I'm leaning on the Lord's side. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So we must, we, we, we become too, um, lackadaisical. We become, um, just too lenient. Uh, we're too willing to come. Comp- let me tell you something. I, and I know I get in trouble. I, people probably shut me down, <laughs> but I'm going to tell the truth. I think we just become so used. We, you know, what we become Lord help me, but it, th- this is what the Holy ghost is. To- we become weak. We don't have a backbone. You know what I'm saying? We're easily persuaded. I'm in the back. Listen, and they just, it, it, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to beat anybody or judge. Cause you know what? We all from me, all of us, we become, we become very, um, much compromised and we don't have a backbone. And as I was telling the young lady today, um, we were talking, I, I said, why is it that one atheist was able to, to take, um, prayer out of, out of the schoolhouse, one atheist, one prophetess flow. When all of us that are supposed to be, we're supposed to have authority, right? We have authority. God has given us power. We, 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 we proclaim the word of God that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love, a sound mind. We say greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But one atheist was able to take prayer 
out of the school? What other things do we compromise? What other things are we just, we have no backbone. If we listen, we should be the ones up front. We should not be following the world for nothing. I'm telling you, if any, they should desire what we have. We have the truth, right? Why are we running after and trying to, to get people into the church? So we got to kind of like compromise and do, you know, we got to add these things. The gospel never changes, but guess what? Be careful. Even how, you know, okay. The word never changed, but you got to change. What did they say? I guess the, the procedure, be careful. Even in that, the approach. Thank you. We must be careful. Because if that approach is violating, you know what I'm saying? If I got to dress a certain way that is, that is offensive to God in order to get to, no, they are now just, they're seeing nothing different. Why, why, and I say this a lot too, why come over to the Lord's side? Listen, you're walking in defeat, Right. You're murmuring and complaining. You're talking doubt and unbelief. I don't see any power. Am I sounding? I'm not trying to sound me, but I'm trying to shake us up. That you're not working in any kind of power. You're complaining about lack. You're complaining about you know every everything is negative. You know we just all oh, the you know this and this is going on and and, and I've done it myself. All oh, the prices and da, 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 da. and we talk about Florence. Help me because I do it too. Help us, Holy Ghost. But we're saying that we are children of of God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you know the old church. You know he owns the cattle on a thousand hill. Which he owns everything, right? And we are his children. We're joint heirs, right? So why are we concerned about any lack? All we have to do is go to the Father, go to the King, right? Hallelujah. So we must change. Glory to God. I see y'all over here. Um, We must change our mindset. And here's the truth of it, right? We can't just say it out of our mouths. Guilty, you know, let's, let's be real. We cannot just say these things out of our mouths. God wants to get us to the point where it, it, we're not just saying it, but we are implementing it and we are seeing the blessings and the fruit of it. It's no longer that you stand in a prayer line, glory to God. And, 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 you know, Oh God, you stand in the prayer line and you give $10 in the prayer line. And when you get back, cause you sold the $10, God's going to bless you. When you get home, you go, no, you have to take the word of God and you must be obedient to his word and his principles. Glory to God, follow them. And then the blessing comes, not the gimmicks, not the fleecing, but get into the word of God. The truth is God's word. If it's not in his word, then you don't follow it. Amen. If it's not coming from the principles of God, you don't do it. I don't care who it is. Amen. That's why you have to study. You have to study the word yourself. The word says it. Study to show yourself approved. You have to get in that word. We learned on tonight. We were listening to a prophet on last night. And he was saying the deception, the deception is so cunning and so crafty. Hallelujah. That we have to pray God for greater discernment. People of God, the enemy has crept in. He has crept in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Yes. Not compromised to be recognized. Absolutely. People are afraid to speak up for Jesus. Yes. And why? 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 Why are we afraid? Why, why are we afraid? Why are we afraid? For us, why are we afraid? I'm going to pick on her. I know she's tired. But why are we afraid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? And y'all answer over there. I see that they're hot over there on the um, chat room. Why are we afraid? That's not even of God, that type of fear, right? Uh-huh. Go ahead. I think part of it is we have learned the right words to say. We're good at quoting. Yes. 
But do we really believe when we quote these scriptures? Do we really believe that Hallelujah. is going to come to pass? You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So I think a lot of it is you just you just be talking. Like I <laughs> you know, you just talking. But when you believe it, then you don't have a problem with it. Glory to God. You know, saying um or standing up. Is that a form of godliness? Sometimes it's our, uh, you know, it's, it's many things. Worried about, you know, how people are going Hallelujah. to respond. Whether you're going to be received or not. But who? Right. We worried about people mm-hmm. again in that, right? Mm-hmm. The fear of man brings about a what? A snare. Yeah. But we, but, but do. So do do we really understand who God is? Right? If we have fear of man, do we really do we really know who God is? You know what I'm saying? Right. Just again, just to shake us up and cause us to think. Amen. To cause us to think. Because here, these gentlemen, they did not bow down. It could have cost their life. They were they had such a conviction to to to, to what they believed. You know what I mean? To their God. That they were willing. We, we you know, ask the three Hebrew boys, right? They were thrown in the fiery furnace right here. Shadrach, Meshach, we just talked about them. They wouldn't bow. You know, are we to that place that we will not compromise? Even if it comes to the point, it may cost us, you know, our life. It may cost us our freedom. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of, a lot of us going to find out if we, <laughs> and I ain't laughing, but I am. We, do we really believe? Right? Right? Because I believe it's going to come a time when, you know what? We may have to make that choice. There are there are places in the third world where they are, you know, persecuted for for being Christians and for following uh, Christ. Will we stand if we can't compromise, if we can't stand for little stuff on our jobs and pressure from peers now, you know what I mean? Can you imagine if you're faced with a gun, <laughs> you know, to the head, you know what? It just makes us think, you know, just think about this. Uh-huh. We have become, um, you know, when the Lord talks about being lukewarm, um, and I think that we have, um, or when the scripture says, to hide this word in our hearts, mm-hmm. not sin against him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we have gotten so caught up in everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we run around like chickens with our head cut off, right? Mm-hmm. But are we really meditating on the word day and night, as the scripture says? Right. Are we really going into prayer? on behalf of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have to be honest with ourselves about what we're really doing. Right, right, right. And not, you know, just talking or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or just yeah, churched. If we were doing what is required, right, then why is there no manifestation? Well, we might be just churched. Right. That's what I'm saying. So if if we were doing what the word says, Mm -hmm. not what we've been taught in church, not, you know what I mean? But get in the word and find out what God is doing. And let the truth. And hear what he is saying. Thank you, Father. But we become like flat. And so we rather, you know, listen to a preacher on the phone or, you know, hear it from somebody else instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to the king, going to the one that has the real truth. 
and allow him to illuminate and teach and instruct. Amen. 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 We want to get there, right? We all want to get to that place, you know, and you, and it's not like sometimes you make up your mind, Lord, you know what? I'm going to do some fasting and I'm going to lay before you and get in the word, turn the TV off, you know, and just really, you know, just focus on you. Cause I need to hear from you. And what do you find yourself doing? Turning on the TV, going, picking up the phone, looking at text, texting back, Glory to God. Good evening, uh, Minister Mott. You know, we find ourselves again not following through. Listen, what Jesus, what did he say in the Garden of Gethsemane? I believe it was um, that the flesh, the spirit. Yeah. So in your spirit, you feel you have that desire. But then when it comes time, glory to God, what is it that we just give in to the flesh? And, you know, just in little, even in eating, you know, like, you know, we were talking about that, how we just, you know, it's not good for you, but you allow the cravings. That's the flesh. It's just the same. It's spiritual too. You see what I'm saying? You allow those cravings to, to draw you, but we had the power to walk away, but we, we were enticed now. You know what I'm saying? We have become um, addicted to these things that we crave it. And, and what happens is, and that's even in some areas of sin, what happens when, when those strongholds take root, that in your spirit, in your heart, you know, you really want to break free of these things, but this flesh, you, you, you know what I mean? And perhaps flow again, it's because I'm just saying from my part of you, perhaps, perhaps because, you know, we're not, we're not fulfilling those disciplines. Amen. We're not laying before God. We're not crying out. You know what I'm saying? When you're desperate, when you're desperate, when you're in place of being desperate and, and, and you need God, you do desperate things, you know? So if it was, if it was a real nine one one, you probably wouldn't really have, you know, if you don't do this tonight by tomorrow, you, you know, you, you, you be gone from here you would have a different mindset. You know what I mean? All of a sudden the flesh is not in control. You know what I mean? So I want to get to a place and I don't know if there are others on this line. I pray that there is, um, that we get to this place where we really truly do hunger for, for God for, and and we really desire more of him, more of him, more than, 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 you know, perusing Facebook and reading, you know, it's okay. Every now and then peek in there more than what the world has to offer us, because the reality is all of this is going to pass away. It says all of this heaven and earth is going to pass away, but his word is going to stand forever. We can take none of these things with us. Amen. And so it really not as important as we place it, glory to God, the most important person in our lives should be God. He should be number one. He's who we long to know. He is our creator. He is our father. He knows us inside and out. He knows your beginning, right? From the, from, from the end, he knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows why he's created you and placed you on this planet. He knows you because he's created you. And so when we get to a point to, to hunger, like, is there anybody on here that hungers and thirsts for him? Amen. Glory to God. And you know what? You find that even like, like I said, I know we're talking about separation, but you even find when you get to that place, glory to God. Yes. Yes. Sister Tracy says, yes. Even when you get to that point and I've been there and I've done this, I don't know why we're going to the Holy Ghost. I always have a lesson and the Holy Ghost takes us somewhere, but I'm, you know, following him. Amen. That even when you get to that point that you desire God more than this whole wide world for real, right? People will, people will ostracize you. Um, they will call you holier than thou, you know, come on that, you know how they try to intimidate you. But when you really love God and you really going for, for, for him and him alone, you know, we got to get to the point it hurts, but guess what? 
It ain't going to distract me. It's not going to cause me to stop. You know, you get sometimes get discouraged. You know what I mean? I get a little discouraged in ministry. Amen. But then I said, you know what, God, I don't care how discouraged I get. I'll never stop preaching this gospel. Now, I may not be the pastor of so-and-so church, but I'll stand on the corner. Amen. I'll get back on this line. I will never stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because he's called me and he's called some of you that are listening to me. He's called you. And so what happens, we get discouraged because, you know, you're looking for people to come and support it and help it, you know, and you need it, but maybe they're not there yet. Maybe they don't hunger and thirst like you yet, but guess what? Don't get the one or two that are, <laughs> or go by yourself if you have to and proclaim this gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't be intimidated. Amen. Again, we cannot be, we cannot be isolated from the world because if we're isolated from the world, how are they going to hear the gospel? They can't, how can they, how can they believe, you know, unless they hear, unless somebody preaches the gospel to them. Hallelujah. So let's make up our mind that we are going to, we are going, listen, we're going to do what God has called us to do. And if it takes us, do I have any that want to agree with me on tonight? If it takes us, Hallelujah. Turning down this plate, fighting this flesh. Some days we'll get it. Some days we won't. If it takes turning off the TV, I'm talking about some people that are serious and laying before the Lord, crying out, seeking his face. We want power, but we don't want power to make a name for ourselves. We want power that we can go out and decree and declare the gospel and people will see the hope of glory in us and be drawn to the hope of glory. Not your personality, not your charisma, but be drawn to the spirit of God that is on the inside of you. But it comes, I hear you, Holy Ghost, but it comes with you yielding. It comes with you yielding your life to God. And that yielding might take us, like I said, turning down the plate, cutting some people off. I can't talk to you this week because guess what? I am going and shut down. So to this week, I can't take no foolishness and plan because I'm seeking God with my whole heart. And the Bible says, with those who seek me with their whole heart. What does he say? You'll find me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, you'll find me. Hallelujah. So I'm just asking, are there some people out there? I know prophetess Flo. I know, I know her cause she's my sister, but are there any others? I know Tracy, um, on this, on this chat room says, uh, yes. Is there anyone else? I ain't mouth flipping it. I ain't, listen, I don't have to get no recognition. You don't have to call me to preach in your pulpit. That's not important. The thing that is important is that I'm doing what God has called me to do and what God loves. I love, he loves souls. So what do I want to do? I just want to proclaim the gospel. I ain't trying to be deep with it. You know, I ain't trying to do none of that, but just be a vessel that he can use. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is not all that deep. All God says that I just need a vessel. I just need somebody that's yielded is going to allow the Holy spirit to flow through you to say what I'm telling you to say, do what I'm asking you to do so that someone else can come over to the kingdom because that's my heart. That's what I love. Souls. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all just typing in hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're in agreement with what the Holy Ghost is sharing with us on tonight, I just want to go a little bit higher, not, not even in him and a little bit deeper in him so that I will be, that I will be, you know what I'm saying? That my roots will go deep. That it will go deep. Glory to God. So I don't have to imitate the world. I don't have to be like the world, but I can be the way God tells me to be. And nine times out of 10, y'all already know God ain't going to, it's not going to look nothing like the world. Ain't going to look nothing that makes sense with God. You already know that, right? Y'all already know that. You already know that. You know, we've become used to just, it has to be done A, B, C, D. But when you turn it over to God, it might be D, F, G. <laughs> You're like, God, none of this makes sense. But that's why he's God. Because in the not making sense, glory to God, he'll pull it all together and it'll come. And people are like, well, how did that work? Hallelujah. Just like little becomes much when you place it in, in God's hand. We had a meeting on last night, hallelujah, with our, with our board members. And 
it's the end of the year. Hallelujah. And I'm like, I told uh, the, the secretary, I was like, well, you know, how's it look in terms of our budget and meeting our budget? She said, well, um, we kind of break even. I said, you know what? I don't know how God does it. <laughs> I really don't. It, it, I said, we'd be up, we'd be down, we'd be we're in, we're out. There's some pitfalls. But when it all comes to the end, everything has been completed. Everything has been done. And we break even. You'd be like, God, then we really break even. But that's God. Hallelujah. Glow. I feel the Holy Ghost, Florence. This is God. And that's why we have to learn to trust him. It's not going to make sense. Hallelujah. It's not going to look like the world. If it looks like the world, then wait a minute. We don't need God. He's not of this world. <laughs> We're from a heavenly kingdom that operates on heavenly principles that are, that are contrary and different from the principles that we um, deal with here in the earth realm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so we saw that Jesus interacted. He interacted with people that were not like him. In other words, he didn't mind going out there. You know, if I could paraphrase, you know, paraphrase, he didn't mind, you know, going down there on Lake Avenue and, you know, talking to some of them, that you know, just kind of messed up. He didn't mind it. He didn't mind going into a place that, you know, that was, 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 was sinful, but he went in there because you know what, Florence, when he went in, he brought life and he brought light. Amen. I wasn't trying to drink with you. I wasn't trying, I'm paraphrasing, womanize with you. I ain't trying to do all, all I'm trying to do is impart some truth that's going to change your life. Glory to God. That's going to make, take the scales off of your eyes that you can see glory to God, that there's a better way. There's a better way. And so, you know, the old church was like, oh, you know, you can't interact. I have unsaved friends. <laughs> I do. I have unsaved friends. They know, you know, I'm a pastor. They have time. They don't believe like you're a pastor. My God, you're... And it's not because I act like them because I don't. I don't do the things that they do. They know who I am. But how can I impart unless they see the light of Christ in me? You know what I'm saying? See that I'm not compromising, but yet I'm not condemning them. And I'm not beating them on the head with scripture. Amen. But I live the life before them. And when the Lord opens, gives me a little entryway, then I can put something in there. Y'all know what I'm saying. Without making them feel like, you know, you just overbearing. You know, you just, all you know, no, 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 no. And that's what Jesus did. He was cool. You know what I mean? He didn't make him feel all beat down. He told the woman at the well, yeah, where's your husband at? Why don't you come over, you know, bring him on over to the well. I'm paraphrasing. You know, come on, tell me something about him. <laughs> he didn't beat her down. You, you, you just nothing but a, a slut. You didn't have all these men. Y'all, y'all follow where I'm going, right? You didn't have all these men and sleeping with all these men. The one you have, he didn't go off like that. He was cool. Well, she didn't feel so beat down. She didn't feel condemned. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to impart what? Truth that she received. Hallelujah. And it changed her life. And here's the thing, Florence. Not only did it change her life, but she went and got some more people. Right? Y'all got to come meet this individual. Y'all got to tell, see this man. Because he, let me tell you, he gave me some truth. God. And it just, it just resonated. And before you know it, the whole town saved. But did he come in there, you know, beat? No, he interacted. And the fact, thank you, Holy Ghost, he wasn't even supposed to interact with a woman. She was a Gentile at that and a woman. He was not supposed to interact with her at all. See what I'm saying? That's why we cannot isolate. <laughs> Make sense? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We cannot isolate. We must intermingle, but we are not uh, imitating them. Glory to God. We looked at some scripture, right? Now it says, keep balance. Keep the balance. Keep the balance. Now, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the God-given facilities of this world, right? Because we got some like the bowling alleys, the movie theaters, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the Six Flags. And, you know, sometimes you like to go listen to a little music, you know, jazz, you know, as long as it's not raunchy. We don't we don't do raunchy and nasty and women. We don't do stuff like that. We do things that is uplifting, you know. So it's OK to enjoy the things, some of the things that are in the world, right? Because God put it, he's placed it there. But there are limits. Certain balance to keep. 
Therefore, we must be clear about the meaning of separation. It is not isolation, but keeping oneself away from the evil and unscriptural conduct of this world. So, you know, you wouldn't go to no raunchy, nasty, cursing rap. You know what I'm saying? That's nothing life-giving. There's nothing encouraging in that. There's nothing building up. It's, that's the world and it, and it promotes darkness. Amen? So we must remain true to the Lord and his word. Go to 1 Timothy. Let's go look at some words, some scripture. Go to 1 Timothy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're just blessed by what the Holy Ghost is saying tonight, this day, I'm blessed by what the Holy Ghost is sharing tonight. Not with Mary Malley, but the Holy Spirit what he is giving us on tonight, all of us. Amen. I'm included. First Timothy uh, chapter six and verse 17. First Timothy chapter six, right? And verse 17, I'm going to scroll down and it says here in verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high minded, nor trust in uncertain riches but in the living God who giveth us richly glory to God. It says that give us, uh, giveth us richly. In other words, he's not stingy prophetess flow. He's not stingy. Uh, brother Charles, sister Tracy and, and, and minister Mott. He says richly hallelujah. Glory to God. All things to enjoy. And so he's given us things to enjoy richly, but just be mindful. Anything that is, that is, that, that is an approach against God and his word, we're to enjoy things, but be mindful. If it's an approach and if it's not, and it's not scriptural, amen, then we don't, we back off of that. That's, that, that's not for us. Amen. Cause you know, we'll rationalize, you know, we'll do some stuff, you know, and, and, and you know that that's, that's, that's not cool. Amen. All right. Any questions? Any questions? All right. So then the importance of separation. Now, see, it's a little different. Sometimes when we're when, when I was growing up in the church, right, I felt that separation was hard. That's why I didn't want to be sick. <laughs> I thought you couldn't do nothing. Right. You, you, you couldn't have the, you know, the same friends. Like I said, now my friends trying to lure me in to do stuff. You know what I mean? They're overbearing. Then some things you have to cut off. Cause remember there's balance. <laughs> so, you know, you can appreciate who I am and, you know, let me be who I am as a child of God. You know, we can, we can be all right, but don't try to persuade me and make me feel some kind of way to do this and that. And the word of God specifically speaks against it. You know, I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So balance, even in that balance, amen. So the importance of separation. All right. So the importance of separation first Christ emphasized it. Amen. Christ emphasized it. So let's go over to John 17. Let's look over in John, John 17. Let's go over there. Chapter 17. Amen. In verse six, glory to God, glory to God. All right. John 17. How much time I have flow? Um, how many minutes? 10 minutes. All right. Christ emphasized it. The importance of separation. Why should we be, be in the world, but not of the world? All right. 17 and six. I have manifested thy name unto the men, which thou gaveth me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Amen. So it shows here how God is, how Christ in his prayer, the high priestly prayer, how he's saying that, you know, that he's, that these, these who have received him, thou have given to me, right? He's called them out of the world. He separated them. All right. Um, also, it also uh, says that um, in John 18, let's see, 17, let's go to John 17 and 18. Let's look at that scripture. Go down. And it says here in John 17 and 18, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Amen. So we're in the world. Yet we're separated unto him. We're in the world. We're separated unto God, right? 
but we're not of the world. So we're in it. We're not of it because we've been called out. We've been called out. We've been called to separate, to come out from amongst them. Amen. So this must be part of his intercessory prayer. Even today, it is his concern that believers maintain separation in this world, not isolation. But like I said, we are not, we are not to, to embrace the, the world's way of thinking, the world's way of, of dressing, the world's way of, um, of, of doing things that are contrary, uh, contrary to what the word of God teaches us. Amen. Amen. All right. So that was John 17. The second Christ exemplified it. Christ exemplified it. Go to Hebrews 7 and 26. Hebrews 7 and 26. Take your Bibles. Let's go there, please. Hebrews 7 and 26. Here we go. I'm bringing it up. 7 and 26. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm using Blue Ridge. Hallelujah. Blue Ridge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. So are we there? Seven Hebrew seven verse 26. And I'm using the King James version. Christ exemplified it. He exemplified and spoke on the people of God being separate from the world, the ways of the world, the ideas of the world, the principles of the world. So here we are. Let's see. In 26, it says for such and high priest became us who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Amen. He lived among sinners. Christ lived among sinners, yet maintained separation. Isn't that something? Jesus lived among the sinners, right? But yet maintained separation. He didn't, he didn't fall prey. He didn't give in to sin. But yet he lived among the sinners. He did not copy the style. <laughs> he did not copy the fashion or the life of this world. He never compromised with sin, nor was he ever contaminated with evil. Isn't that something? And we know that, of course, he could have never sinned anyway. But notice how he was in the world, but yet he did not he did not take on the customs, the practice, the clothing, the speech. Amen. He remained true to the principles. He says, everything you see me do, say all of those things I do because I saw the father. He mimicked the father. Amen. Thirdly, any, any questions? Glory to God. Glory to God. Any questions? Anybody? All right. Third point. God commanded it. He commanded it. And we have the scriptures. We got a whole lot of scriptures up there that you guys can write down. God commanded it. In Genesis 12 and 1, right? And throughout the Bible, we see the divine call to come out. <laughs> He's telling us to what? Come out. God called Abraham and commanded. This is in Genesis 12 and 1. He says, get out of your country from your family and from your father's what? House to a land that I will show you. So what did he tell Abraham to do? He said, get out of, yeah, separate from your family, from your kin folks out of that land. You know, his dad, they said was an idol worshiper. <laughs> so we don't know what was going on in that particular, you know, scenery where he, where he, where he lived, but God called him to come out. Amen. Hallelujah. But later on, we see the Lord, um, um, we see the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God. Time after time, we see him reminding the people of Israel to maintain separation. Now I'm going to give you the scriptures and you can look at them later, right? So we see time after time, people of God, where God is telling the people of Israel to what? Come out from among them, separate, amen, from the world. Yeah. So in Exodus 23 and 31, 
It says, and I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, mm-hmm. nor with their gods. Amen. Exodus 23, mm-hmm. 31. Exodus, Exodus 23 and 32. Thou shalt not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee sin against me. Mm. For if thou serve their gods, small letter gods, it will surely be a snare. Look at there, a trap unto thee. Isaiah 52 and 11. Isaiah 52 and 11. Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye what? Clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Glory to God. That was, uh, that was Isaiah 52 and 11. So there are numerous scripture portions. There are many of them that we see God and he orders his people to what? Come out, separate. Amen. And on the, on the screen, you'll see, you'll see several scripture references that you can go to. Amen. Cause we don't have time. So you can go through them and peruse them. The next point, purpose and meaning of redemption. Real quick, we're talking about the importance of separation. Amen. So now a study of the doctrine of salvation will tell us that separation is an essential part of the truth of redemption and salvation. Amen. So let's look at redemption real quick. Redemption, Ephesians. Ephesians 1 and 7, Ephesians 1 and 7, and whom we have redemption through his what? His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Amen. It is important or an important aspect of the work of salvation. God has accomplished through his son, Jesus Christ. The meaning of redemption is to purchase a slave from the slave market, bring him out and free him so that he should never glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that he should never be a slave prior to our salvation. People of God, that exactly was our state. We were slaves to sin and we were slaves to the enemy, Satan, the Lord Jesus Christ through his sacrifice on the cross paid the ransom prize for our rescue. Glory to God. Not only, not only has he brought us, but he's brought us out. He has brought us out Florence And he has set us free. Hallelujah. He's called us out of that crap. And not only has he called us out of all of that crap from the world and sin. Hallelujah. But he set us free from it. That would be redemption. Hallelujah. So don't we see just from what I've read, don't we see a separation? We already noticed that there is a separation. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. I've been getting all messed up. Glory to God. I get all messed up. Hallelujah. So it's very clear. Uh, it's really underlined. It's very specific in this aspect of salvation. He desires that we never go back to the old glory to God slavery, but that we remain. What, what's that word I've been saying? Starts with an S Sharon Mott, minister Mott has it here separate. (laughs) He's called us out. He said, now don't go back. I called you out. Be ye what separated. Hallelujah. Sanctification. I'm done because I know I'm over my time. Sanctification. That's the second word. Amen. Hebrews 10 and 10. Hebrews 10 and 10 It's probably up here on the, on the screen, Hebrews 10 and 10. I don't know if it's up there or not, but I'm giving it to you. Hebrews 10 and 10. 
By that will we have been by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That's Hebrews 10 and 10. Not only has he redeemed us, but the Bible says that he has what? Here's that word that brother Charles was talking about. He has sanctified us. Glory to God. That also has a meaning of separation being set apart. He has set us apart, separated us for God's purpose. So he's brought us out to bring us to <laughs> make sense for us. He's brought us out to bring us to, to bring us to who? To God. Hallelujah. For what? For his purpose and for his purpose alone. The purpose of saving us out of darkness is that we may be a people for himself. Let's go to Peter. Let's go to Galatians one and four. Go over to Galatians. Then I'm, I'm going to quit right there. Cause I'm, I'm over my time. Galatians. Hallelujah. 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 I was tired when I first started, but I didn't got some energy. That's what the truth will do, right? Galatians one and verse four, Galatians one and verse four. It says, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our father. And I'm going to throw in there five. I'm going to throw that in. That's just going to be a cherry that I'm throwing on the top. To whom be glory forever and ever in the saints of God say, Amen to that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop there and we'll finish the last three points on next week. And then we'll move on to wherever else the Lord gives us to study. Praise God. Can y'all just give a praise um, as a prophetess Flo is going to come in just a second and she's going to close us out. Can y'all just give a praise? I know that they have a lag on the um, on the chat room, but can y'all just give a praise over there for the word of God on tonight? Hallelujah for the teaching. It's not all bad being separated. The devil wants us to think, oh, being separate, you holy, you can't do it. No, no, no. No, that's not the biblical way. We're learning tonight what it means biblically to be called out. Hallelujah. Called out from amongst them and be ye what? Separate. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all give praise. Prophetess Flo, I'm going to send you, I'm going to turn it over to you because you know me, I get excited about the word of God. Hallelujah. And I'm excited about those that are going to turn down their plate. We're going to do this and we're going to go wholeheartedly for God. We going hard for him. Amen. Glory to God. I turn it over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I turn it over to you. Turn it over to you, prophetess. Glory. Thank you, Lord God. We praise you. We bless you, Lord God, for the word that has gone forth to us tonight, oh God. Lord God, as the scripture has already been said, that you said that if you seek you, we will find you, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, that we have made a decision, hallelujah, to follow you, to seek you, to go all the way with you, Father God. And we know that we shall find you because your word says so. So, Lord, we ask that you would, Lord, uh, give us the, the, the strength, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, to Back up this decision that we have made concerning you, Father God. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for passing on tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for the new thing that you are doing. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. For this new thing shall spring forth, Lord, not just in her life, but in the lives of all of those. Hallelujah. That would sit under this word and embrace this word, Lord God. We say thank you on tonight in advance, God, for what you have already begun. And we know that when you begin a thing, you complete it, Father. So we say thank you on tonight. Thank you. Continue moving by your spirit, even as we lay our heads down on the pillow, 
Rest, Lord Jesus, that we yes, rest God. in you, Father God, and we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We all blessings. Hallelujah. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we call it Glory amen. to God. The church amen. say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. We love you at Hope International Ministries. If you're available, amen. you can always come and visit us. If you have your own church home, you, you stay home. Glory to God. Don't come over there if you got a home. But if you're free, glory to God. An afternoon service or something that you're free, then come visit us. And if you don't have a church home at all, then you come on over and see us. Because over at Hope International Ministries, we're going to love you. Hallelujah. And we're going to tell you the truth. Amen. We're going to give you the whole loaf. Everything that the scripture and the Bible tells us to preach and teach, that's what we'll give so that we can be strong. Hallelujah. That we can be seasoned and that our roots will grow deep. Prophetess flow in him. When those storms come, we're rooted and we're grounded in him. God bless you. Good night. And we will see you on next week. God bless.